0: G'day mate, Forty here. So in the TV show Succession, which is somewhat modelled on the Murdoch family, uh, Connor Roy is the oldest of the siblings and the most neglected and probably the least loved. And he tells his siblings in this season that uh, he doesn't need love. That is his superpower. Okay, so he says his other three siblings are all love junkies, right? But he doesn't need love. Well, guess what? Connor Roy needs love too. We all need love, bro. No man is an island. So that's why I set up this channel to create a safe space for bros to give and receive love without coming down with the monkey pox, without feeling social pressure to take a hit on the old crack pipe. Right, without any need to do any crystal math. Right, this is a safe space to to give and receive love, without feeling any obligation to participate in water sports. Right, this is a water sports-free you know, love zone. Now, Connor Roy is under the delusion that he doesn't need love, but Connor needs love too, man. We all need to love and be loved, and people like Connor Roy who think they don't need love their, their need for love just gets warped it just becomes perverse they transmute their need for love into all sorts of usually you know, maladaptive frequently antisocial pursuits so Connor Roy is running for President of the United States to try to fill his need for love like a lot of politicians you can you can see that what's driving them is they need to fill up their, their need for love but that's just warped right, now Conor Roy is spending tens of millions of dollars to try to hold on to his 1% support in New Hampshire in the New Hampshire primary and uh, that's a pretty warped way to try to get love, I mean he's he marries a prostitute, right? It's like something out of the book of Hosea in, in the Bible, where God God commands the prophet Hosea to go to go, you know, marry a prostitute. I mean, it's a little bit like how God commanded me to go investigate the, uh, the San Fernando Valley pornography industry. I mean, I didn't want to do that. I said, God, it's so dirty, it's so disgusting. It's gonna it's going to impurify my, you know, vital bodily fluids, it's going to, you know, tarnish my soul, it's going to damage my reputation. But God says, no, 40, porn. You need to go write about the porn industry, go blog about the porn industry, and say, what can I do? I followed, you know, God's directives. But I kind of identify with, you know, Conor Roy and his grandiosity. I mean, that's how I've dealt with my failures at you know, normal levels of human interaction you know, my failures at the you know, normal ways to, to give and receive love like I've dealt with my, my failures through delusions of grandeur so much so that uh, my therapist once said to me like a therapist I had for about five years she said to me I'd hate, hate to see you, you waste your life in delusions of grandeur in fact I think I might have had multiple therapists say that to me I think another one said, I'd hate to see you end up as that guy at the bar talking about what he could have been. So it's vulnerable, it's painful, it's awkward, right? To, to need love and to, uh, and to give love. But it gets warped. And so another common way it gets warped that I've experienced is the desire to be rescued or the desire to rescue Right, they both come from the same sick place. So I remember in 2007, I met this attractive, intelligent young woman, who was a bit of a mess. Right, she was sleeping out of a car, off her sister's couch, and at the LA Press Club. Right, that's where she was sleeping. And so you know, I cleaned her up, brought her home, you know, took her. Uh, took her out to dinner, and she was just so faithful. She was just so, you know, happy. She was just so flexible, just so, you know, willing to go along with whatever I, I wanted to do. Now I gave her, I gave her a home, and it was absolutely thrilling to rescue her. But that thrill dissipated by about three months in. Her own inability to take care of herself it made it feel like a millstone around my neck, and I probably would have broken up with her shortly thereafter but we took up chess and so chess you know extended our relationship about another six months but i think blokes in particular they often try to deny their need for love through delusions of grandeur such as creating a podcast about live streaming with their opinion on uh, political social cultural and religious issues So I think much of the reason that women often have contempt for men who do podcasts is that it is, you know, coming from a place of delusions of grandeur. It's not infrequent that men are inept at uh, basic human interactions. And so they try to, you know, fill that that hole in their soul, that gap in their life by doing things like creating a podcast or, or live streaming, because, you know, this way you get to have interactions on your terms. So I'm not like the most flexible person when it comes to normal human interactions. And so inflexible people like me, we're really drawn to things like podcasting and live streaming because we get to have human interactions on our terms. But that's such an empty, barren, sterile life. My therapist would keep teaching me how to negotiate normal human relationships. Oh man, it's so painful. Connor Roy. He marries a prostitute in the TV show Succession. Like, he's just so inept. He's got tens of millions of dollars, but just absolutely backwards when it comes to the ability to you know, interact with normal people. And marries a prostitute, like, knowing full well that his money is, you know, a large part of the reason that you know, she will consider him. Can you imagine marrying a prostitute and you go out to dinner or you go to parties, you go to gatherings and there are some of her former clients there? I think that would be a bit of a downer. So what's the answer? And the answer comes in a pop song, right? John Denver, sweet surrender, sweet, sweet surrender. So there are times to fight, but there are times to surrender, right? There are times to surrender when, oh, you know, my own way of doing things has not worked out. Let me open myself up to some alternative ways of doing things. Like there are whole areas of my life where I'd just be far better off than taking advice from some rando I meet in a park like this, you know, rather than following my own normal natural inclinations. So when it comes to earning money, when it comes to love and eros, God... You know, when it comes to like normal human relationships, when it comes to self-care, like all these like elementary things. Generally speaking, I'd be better off just taking advice from some rando I meet in a park than following my own natural inclinations. Right? My own choices have not worked out particularly well for me in these areas. So the answer in some things, like when you fail, 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 is a sweet, sweet surrender. You know, admit, okay, my own way of doing things not working out so well. Maybe I'll take advice. Maybe I'll accept, you know, a little bit of guidance. So it's impossible to move from, you know, 100% self-directed to 100% God-directed. But you can, you can build a really good life being 95% self-directed and just 5% directed by God, the universe, reality, other people, friends, family, mentors, community, right? Just opening up your life to just like 5% of direction from outside of yourself can be absolutely transformative.